Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us on the show today is Del Warren. Dell is the vice president of the Kegel Training and Tournament Center, which is located down in Florida. He is a gold-level USBC certified coach, as well as a recognized Bowlers Journal International Top 100 coach. Dell, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here and uh, to get a chance to, to uh, chat with you guys and, uh, and uh, share some information with the folks out there. Great, Dell. I'm going to begin the interview. Looking over your bio, back in 1986, you finished third in the Firestone Tournament of Champions. A lot of people don't know this, but that was actually the first PBA tournament that offered a $50,000 prize. What was going through you and some of the other players on the TV show that day? What was going through your mind? Well, um, I happened to bowl very well every round. I was near the top, and... uh Friday night, um, I went 8-0, and uh, I, I remember it vividly. I bowled Marshall home in the position round, and uh, he, uh, he had left the 2-4-10, the, the, the and something had come out the back, and uh, he left a makeable spare, and, uh, or else I would have led. So I, I have uh, very vivid memories of that. That was also, at that time, our generation, that, that was pretty much the World Series, the Super Bowl of bowling, and everything crescendoed around that tournament. Uh, um, it was a neat atmosphere, and of course, in that in that environment um, in Akron, Ohio, it was it was that bowling center was almost like holy ground. So uh, you know, you were witnessing history, and I believe Marshall uh, won the tournament and went over a million dollars and won his second Firestone, and it, w- and it was also the 25th anniversary uh, of the TSC, and uh, so it was a pretty special week. Um, and it's a pretty elite field too, uh, so everyone you know going in feels like they have a shot to win. Um, there's only uh, I believe 50, 52 contestants um, to bowl, so it was it was very accessible to win. Um, so I, I think one everybody expected to to do well, and uh, and two there was a lot of money online, and there was um, a lot of history and prestige as well. So. Well, exactly. And back then in the day, it was on ABC with Chris Schenkel, Bo Burton. Being on ABC, a network that really everyone got before cable and, and DirecTV and, and everything came came into focus also probably was a little bit more because after that was Wide World of Sports and everyone sat down and watched bowling on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, it was it was a different. And, and I'm, you know, I know that um, a lot of us who are, are kind of in that uh, – in that era, we still talk uh, a little bit here and there as we see each other in the industry. And, uh, you know, I tell the kids here at Weber uh, and at Kegel, you know, I, I wish you could have experienced some of the things uh, in professional bowling that I've seen back when there were, you know, 10 million league bowlers and, and the ratings on uh, Saturday afternoon, et cetera. It was a pretty special time, and, and hopefully uh, one day we can get back to that. Uh, Dell, this is Joe Serrar here. I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, did you ever think it may return back to the way it was? Uh, well, I mean, it's looking fairly bleak right now. Um, but uh, as fast as technology and information moves, you, you just never know. Um, I do know that uh, you know. Finally, there's some. I think there's some good things happening when it comes to coaching. Um, as far as the industry recognizing coaching's value, um, 
But I, I don't know. I, I it, it did, we didn't get here overnight, uh, Joe, um, and it certainly won't happen uh, uh, overnight. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to believe that we, we we may have to hit just rock bottom completely, and then uh, do some things that I think on, on many levels um, to rebuild the sport and rebuild the integrity and rebuild the interest uh, to the game. Uh, you've got three generations out there that have been bowling on easy lane conditions and things like that, and a lot of the, if you un, uh, to me, if you unravel the real essence of, um, you know, the for example, the local league bowler that was everybody knew had the high average. Back then, everybody knew who the, had the high average in every single league, in every bowling center, and also everybody knew who had the high average in each bowling center, and who had the high average in the county, and who had the high average in the state. So, you actually had kind of a mini celebrity tour within league bowling. Which doesn't exist today because you use terms like matchup and you know he had a shot because he just bought the new ball and and so on. So there's a lot of things that may have to happen, and, and in order for I think the the things that will uh, cause the cause and effect things that will really give the sport and and make bowling much more fun, incredible. Um, there's going to be a, you may just have to completely fall apart and rebuild it. Um, and the more I'm around um, and I see things that I that I don't really enjoy, the more I think that maybe that's what has to happen. Um, but you know, I'm not a, I don't have a crystal ball, and uh, hopefully it doesn't have to happen because that wouldn't that would take much longer. Um, but you know, who knows? Well, you know, I, I agree with you totally, Dell. And you know, hopefully we have hit rock bottom, and this is as bad as it'll get. But but it appears to me as though there's been a major you know, refocusing, it seems, of the sport uh, with grassroots levels of, of pro shops being better educated and learning better fitting techniques, better balancing techniques, along with coaching, uh, the, the importance of coaching at all levels from, you know, the grade schools to the, you know, to the adult player, you know, with the collegiate player in between. And hopefully, you know, with better educated pro shops, better educated bowlers, learning the complex game we're in now, the game can turn on its own. Well, I, you know, and, and you know that's the other balancing force here. I'm I'm not sure it's it's uh, you know making it balanced, but it's certainly there. Is is there are is a lot better education. Um, we are taking a lot of the art out of the words of fitting and, and coaching because there's ways to measure things that we never had, um, which hopefully uh, my personal goal has always been to bring the coaching community closer together and stop this battle of egos, and, and, and including fitting. And I, and I see much better fitting now as when students come from afar or if I work with somebody and the first thing I do is check a hand, I, I'm not seeing things that I would consider ridiculous at, at the time. Anytime I make a change now, it just seems to be a minor tweak um, versus, you know, shortening a span a half an inch. Um, so that's really good. But I'll, I'll throw something else at you guys. Um, the, th the thing that scares me the most is, for example, most coaches and most pro shop operators are, are guys like me, former baby boom, you know, baby boomers who, um, you know, bowled on the tour or, or had a passion for bowling and, and, and uh, you know, was – a high-level league bowler and, and got into pro shops. You know, to me, probably the average pro shop operator is between 40 and 65. And you know, the most exciting thing in bowling today, guys, is college bowling. Um, it's it, it's thrilling. Uh, it's pure. It's competitive. It's just so many things. Um, 
and you have these wonderful kids that just don't know the word failure and they think anything's possible that have a passion for bowling, we need a breath of fresh air of them to get into the bowling industry because they have degrees. You know, they have degrees in marketing and business and uh, all kinds of things that baby boomers really didn't have. You know, we went right into professional bowling and, um, you know, we need that influx of new blood into our industry um, that's educated and up-to-date and, you know, can text and Facebook and all the things that that culture automatically does when they communicate. But there's really no opportunity for them to make a living in our industry. And they're looking for opportunity, and they want to be in bowling. And, you know, um, you know, I see that as a huge opportunity to get our industry and our business and our sport turned around but we have to have opportunities for them to come in and and make a living coaching and make a living in the pro shop industry and running bowling centers etc so i'm i'm as uh, president of ipsy and and um, talking to some other people about that you know when uh, when you talk about what pro shops have to face today as far as their business challenges you know we need to set the stage to draw this new blood into our industry so that going forward we have a healthy group of um, open-minded, skilled individuals that can help move our industry and our sport along, but they have to have an, a, a, a they have to have a form to be able to make a living. Does that make sense? Exactly. Del Warren is joining us. He is the vice president of the Kegel Training Center and Tournament Center down in Florida. Del, one of the goals of our podcast when me and Joey started this was to help the bowler that averages 180. Joey, as a pro shop operator, stated to me, and and I agree with him, that really people can get to 180 with their bowling average fairly easy with with just some minor tweaks and and twists in their game and such. But what really people need help with is getting from that 180 to that 200 or 210 average bowler. What is one of the things that you feel really separates that 180 average bowler to that 200 or 210 average bowler? Well, that's a a wonderful question. that's and that's an easy answer. Um, uh, the coaches here at Kegel see this every day and at, and at all levels, um, which is amazing. Most people target incorrectly, completely wrong. When it's when it comes to where the boards are, where you slide versus where you lay it down, and where you're going. And we play more severe angles today than we've ever played because of the amount of hook that's available on the lane and. Uh, you don't need to have a lot of revs to, to cover boards. And, you know, the recreational player a lot of time wants to cover boards. There's free hook to the right and so on. But if they would just target correctly, meaning that from the top of the swing to where they slide, that swing comes down on a straight line so that all their energy is going where they're looking. And so, for example, most people have learned how to bowl standing on the big dot looking at 10. That will automatically cause the ball to go behind your back, it will all automatically cause you to miss left of target. It will automatically close your, cause your elbow to get outside your hand and for you to follow through over your left shoulder. And or you having to redirect your swing. Where in essence, if you're supposed to play straight up 10, you're supposed to slide somewhere in the neighborhood of 17. So automatically, a lot of times when people get into our sport, they learn targeting incorrectly. And I can tell you, that by changing somebody's lines and giving them a correct approach, you can affect someone's biomechanics in a very positive way by just getting them to target correctly. And I, I'm very passionate about it because I've just seen data after data after data, and that includes some of the best players in the world that come here that just don't target right, and we get everything in line 
We don't change anything physically, and their hand changes, their elbow changes, and their follow-through changes. So I would think I would tell anyone to check your lines and get with a coach. Look at your setup, look at where you're going and where you end up sliding versus what you're looking at and where you're going. And if you get that in a straight line, you're going to bowl better. You're talking steeper launch angles. Basically, means if a, if an individual, let's take your game for example, if you're sliding on 25. Uh, with your left foot, your target could be a multiple of targets on the lane near the arrows 15 feet away, depending on your launch angle, correct? Yeah, and we're talking about lining up with, um, I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but using focal points, meaning focal point is a point in space, which we use here, um, the pins, the slot between the pins, and there are boards that connect it to every pin down the lane. And when we line our college team up, we use terminology like, 25, 15, 10, uh, which means 25, you're going to slide on 25, you're going to look at 15, and you're going to focal point the 10 board, uh, which is um, a board left of the center of the six pin. And those lines have to be straight. So if they don't connect, if you couldn't take a laser or a piece of yarn and connect those lines, then you're targeting incorrectly. And your eye and the way the body targets is going to do some adaptation of wrapping the ball around your hip and you will throw the ball with your arm as opposed to throwing it with your legs um, of getting that ball and you know back in the day when we had you know when all this was invented bowling balls pretty much rolled parallel to the boards so it was easier to see your target lines because you had no lines that were going north and south today we don't go north and south we go you know northeast or northwest, sometimes due west, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, but it's still a straight line, and we use focal points, and we got to draw those angles, much like you make a ten pin. Um, and to me, that's the number one reason why average bowlers miss corner pins is because that line isn't straight to the center of the ten pin, even with a plastic ball. If they would just learn that the, the top of the swing has to connect, and if that would come straight down like a roller coaster down your intended target line and it was one pure line and your head was over that target line, people would bowl better. We see it every day here at Kaggle. And they're amazed because when we change them and we put them on cats, their swing gets straighter, their follow-through gets straighter, their balance gets better, their, their speed goes up, their revs go up, and everything just tightens up to the body. And it's easier. So... Um, especially for that 180 average bowler trying to get to 200, all of a sudden the ball wants to go where they want it to go, and it goes there easier. So, so these are things that you can teach any bowler at the Kegel Industries or a Kegel uh, complex, correct? That is correct. Um, things, you know, I'm amazed at how many 220 average league bowlers don't know that the center of the lane is the fourth arrow. <laughs> You're correct or that the pocket is somewhere around 17 and a half and that there are multiple boards that you can hit the pocket on and where that is located relative to where they lay it down, relative to where they're throwing it to. And then, you know, another thing, coaches, that you can do is take your students down to the back of the lane, especially after you've bowled on it, and let them see and feel the oil pattern and let them see where the ball has flared and, and removed oil and let them see the distance from the back of the pattern to the head pin. It will totally change their perspective on what they're trying to do. 
I'm glad you brought people. that up, uh, Dell. I have a, a follow-up question. Uh, down at Kegel with Weber, do you do any type of, of practice sessions or testing utilizing, say, a colored lane oil where the, the visual would be so much more you know, prevalent to the individual to see where the breakdown occurs, where the carry-down may occur? Um, you know, that's been brought up here several times. We've looked at a, a few different te technologies. We haven't found anything yet that wouldn't, uh, you know, that is not either harmful or not practical or not, um, you know, there just have been many hurdles uh, when we've looked at that technology, and um, I'm sure one day that that will be there uh, for sure. Um, but I don't have anything uh, that we use now. Uh, but I have seen some testing and things like that, and I, and I know that there was some, you know, a couple years ago, there was somebody at Bowl Expo that, that had something very similar to that. But, uh, but no, that, that would certainly help people. Anything visual um, uh, is very helpful. Um, anytime you put anything on the lanes, guys, it helps somebody with targeting, and, and it's more discernible to their eye. Targeting automatically gets better. Del Warren, the vice president of the Kegel Training Center, joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Del, wanted to follow up. You, you mentioned the CAT system, and you guys also do some video analysis down there at the Kegel Training Center. Tell people their first reaction, because everyone has in their head how they bowl and how they see themselves. How is that different when you actually get them on video and take them and show them? And everyone also has an idea of how many revs they get on the ball and how, what, their speed, you know, what their speed is and that sort of thing. But I would imagine putting the cats in video analysis and, and showing them actually really changes their perspective on things. Oh, it, it really does. And it actually gets – what I love about it is it gets the coach off the hook because um, a lot of players, you know, they say, well, I, I didn't throw that slower or I didn't throw that one too bad or too far to the right. And, you know, the, the cats immediately gives you immediate feedback. Um, we now actually have new software for cats that we just unveiled uh, two weeks ago and it allows me to see about six more categories – like the actual laydown point um, and the actual the actual breakpoint board distance wise and and side to side, um, which we were, we're now using for advanced fitting techniques because um, we can extrapolate that and, and and really decide whether or not how much grip pressure somebody has. But you're actually right, um, and we get you get a variety of reactions from people from, wow, I didn't know I looked that I, I didn't I looked pretty good, to wow, I didn't know I looked that bad to oh my, um, you know, and everything in between. So, uh, but it's really instant feedback that allows people to actually see what they're doing. Um, and it sees where, you know, the report doesn't lie. After you take 10 shots, that report is spit out. They can see the information right in front of them. And right then, uh, it's pretty easy that um, where you have to focus your, your energies towards to, to fix. Um, so it, uh, it takes the emotion out of it. Um, there's sometimes there's some initial shock, uh, both good and bad, and uh, and then especially once you flatten the pattern down a little bit, um, and you don't you know you don't have massive dry to the right, uh, and actually you know when they miss right the ball goes right, and they miss left the ball goes left. What a concept! Um, it, it and and then when they come back after lunch and you've made a few changes, and their catch is so much better, and the ball's going where they want it to go, and all of a sudden you know. You, you actually have measurable differences other than score. Um, it's pretty exciting stuff, um, and the look on people's faces are, is just, you know, it's what coaching's all about. Well, well said, Dell. and, you know, there's nothing like honest feedback on the lane, 
to help an individual realize exactly how good they are or, or where their game needs work. Uh, now, all of these advances at the Kegel are, are open to individuals, college teams, high school teams, I'm sure. Uh, how do they contact you? Well, they can call uh, 1-800-280-2695 and ask for the training center. Uh, specifically, you can ask for Brent Sims or my wife, Dawn Warren. Um, or you can contact me uh, through uh, my email address, which is dell.warren at kegel.net, and that's spelled K-E-G-E-L, uh, anytime. And, uh, or you can go to our website, which is kegeltrainingcenter.com, and uh, we have a calendar on there, and uh, we, uh, we have a website that's pretty, um, pretty much updated every day with exciting things. We have uh, junior tournaments here, and we have a, uh, a lot of events coming on, uh, like we have Kelly Kulik um, from Ebonite that will be here November 20th, and then uh, Wes uh, Malott will be here for our holiday camp um, December 27th through the 29th um, uh, with Storm, and... Uh, we're, it's the first time both of them have been here uh, from an instructional standpoint. I'm, I'm actually I'm really, really looking to have them both of them here because I want to pick their brain. I'm still a big fan of the tour, and I know what it takes to to be at that level. And uh, both of them are, uh, especially Kelly, is a world-class coach uh, as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing her on the lanes. And get it. And uh, a lot of times, uh, and I will say this to, the, to you guys and, and the people listening, most people think that to come down to Kegel, you have to already be a good bowler. And, and uh, I can tell you that this place is for anyone that wants to improve. Uh, we just had a lady call uh, two days ago. She's 117 average. Um, and uh, she actually is here in Lake Wales. She didn't know we even existed. She joined a league, a uh, bowling center 20 minutes up the road. And she just uh, Googled uh, bowling instruction. And uh, here we are. So. She wants to get better, and she's bowling with her friends, and she doesn't want to embarrass herself, and uh, uh, she wants to. She's got a bad knee, so you know we're working around that as well. So this place is for really anyone that wants to get better. Del Warren, Vice President of the Kegel Training and Tournament Center, joining us on the Above180.com podcast. Del, thank you for taking all this time to join us today. I know you're a very busy man, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again uh, coming up here in the near future. Anytime, guys. I, I really applaud uh, what you guys do. Um, it's nice to see real um, infor- you know, new information and having people that really are experts in different fields in bowling. And um, it's, it's all about getting better because when you get better and you become competent at something, whether it's your balance or your swing, um, you have more fun, you enjoy it better. Um, and that's what bowling really in the end is about your personal enjoyment and satisfaction. And I think there's no game better in the world. And uh, we'll just keep plugging away, guys, and you're doing a great job. Thank you, Dell.